Hello and welcome to the Creatives Chronicles. This is the podcast that tells the stories of creative professionals, giving you the information and motivation you need to get started, stay focused and thrive as a creative professional. My name is Brighte Maker and I'm your host for today. Joining us today is an amazing personality. He's a boss. He is uh, a software developer, an engineer, a tech evangelist. He's also a co-organizer for We Code NG Abuja. And he's also a serial entrepreneur and CTO of uh, La La Programming Solutions. We have joining us today, boss Abdul Hakim. Haliru, thank you so much for joining us, sir. Thank you very much, Bright. How are you doing today? I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Uh, and compliments of the season. Thank you. Same to you. Okay, yeah. okay. What we usually do at the first uh, segment is to go over the intro stories of our guests. We take a look at how they got into tech, at the world of technology, and um, what they did and how they went about it. Okay. Okay, uh, I think I, for me, tech started um, in 2006. Uh, I, I, I was enrolled in a computer science and mathematics program in the university. But before then, I had uh, some inclination for uh, something, yeah, for technology. And generally, I, I had some people from my family, uh, maternal aunts, who was doing computer at the time, who was in IT in the U.S., so uh, she told, she mentioned uh, C++ at the time to me. And so when I went for computer mathematics program in the university, I decided to focus on the programming uh, side of things. And so they told us, they taught us um, C, C++ in our 200 level in the university. That, that side it for me. Uh, but again, it was tough for me to get a, a clear grip of what the C language looked like at the time. I mean, you were dealing with pointers, references, uh, dealing with a lot, lot of new terminologies that I had to, I, I, I would admit that I just had to read to pass, but I, I wasn't uh, programming professionally at the time. So uh, I think it was in my third year that I decided to 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 strictly give it a shot. So I, I got a book called PHP and uh, JavaScript. Uh, I mean, I started uh, learning details. Then there was this um, there was there was a CBT that taught that I used at the time to learn Macro Media Dreamweaver. So I used that to get a grip on HTML and web designing, uh, and then. Somewhere down the line, uh, there, at those early stage, entrepreneurship wasn't really a big thing. But I always knew that I was going to be uh, an entrepreneur, more like uh, at the time it was just more like I mean, create, create, run your own company, run your own business, create jobs for others. I mean, I could, I always believe that was the essence of education or a university education, particularly. So I went ahead to jokingly start. Uh, okay, I was a computer science president for my university, for my department, uh, for a year, my, I think my third year, that I, the, the, the urge to really give more to the, to the system, because we were more, the system seemed to focus 70% of mathematics. Uh, mm-hmm. So I wanted something practical, because I listened said to myself that, at what point is it when you graduate and you don't know what the word code booting is. You don't know what warm booting is. You, you have no idea how to troubleshoot a computer. And then you go back home on holidays and your folks expect, oh, you're not studying computer science, so you should be able to tell us what's wrong with our computers. And that, for me, was the beginning point. 
then somewhere along the line I, I me and my friend came together just to do a workshop a, a hands-on training on graphic design web design in the university then it was in my when our final year and that was where the name the programming actually started from uh, so but as a, as guys we didn't really think deep about it but I mean, at that time I, the idea from already started formulating like I was going to run an IT company, I was going to do something in programming. So back and forth, that hustle spirit was there, you get some gigs, some little gigs, troubleshooting, networking, you know, set up of a little wildland, you know, environment for organizations, even though you were in school, yeah. people call on you and then you you troubleshoot their computers, you fix some of them, you, you format, you back up, uh, you do data entry for people, that play. So I, I started going deeper and deeper into VB, I, I eventually graduated into VB6, VB6, VB.net, C-sharp, and um, Python, Ruby and Rails, uh, picked up most of these languages that I now use. Uh, eventually, for each language I pick up, I, I also try to look for a very reliable or popular frameworks on uh, that okay. language okay. so uh, basically uh, to specialize on and you know you build enterprise enterprise uh, enterprise solution uh, my goal has always been the enterprise world my mm. my vision has always been in enterprise providing solutions for the enterprise uh, uh, world even though somewhere down the drain social entrepreneurship uh, became very big uh, before social media uh, before facebook you had the high five you have my my is in my 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 space also yeah. so they were all the in that era but at that time obviously it was not as big as what facebook eventually yes. was able to make out of it mm -hmm. uh, but i still tried to go into social entrepreneurship uh, i remember we acquired with some friends of mine we acquired uh, Yannibal.com. Yannibal.com was a system, a platform, a Twitter clone, or a micro discussion blog platform that, that operates more like Twitter. Okay. Built by Ahmad Mokoshi. Ahmad Mokoshi is the CEO of Yigalea.com. Uh, before he moved, he, before he pivoted or set up and focused on Yigalea, he had Yannibal.com. And so when he was up for sale, he auctioned it. So we bid it and we got it and we acquired it. But the moment after the, the 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 days after acquisition, it was clear to me that uh, it was I wasn't sure that this was what I wanted to do because uh, it wasn't the enterprise world; it was social, mm -hmm. and social is good, but it's not for everyone. And I just this felt it wasn't for me, so I allowed the other partners that we acquired it together. They were younger than myself. Uh, I mean, in hindsight, now I think I was just uh, the the tool that. Had access to the funds to acquire Yanibo, okay, okay, okay. but they they did the day to day running. They had the whole idea about because they actually came to me because we attended the same university and said, oh, we should buy this." Okay. But a long and run, it wasn't a venture we 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 pursued into maturity like what Twitter had done. Okay, Twitter had okay. by boat, but we didn't buy boat at the time, and so we just had that. So that's how the programming started. So after university, after service, I did work, but it was a stint. We I got a job, 
as a senior software engineer for an accounting firm which was building a cloud-based payroll solution at the time. Uh, I mean, I, it was a stint, I call it a stint because somewhere down the drain, the company had run into Mocky Waters business-wise and then it closed. But that for me was the best of the programming. So I decided, you know what, I needed to go full-time with, full with this and then register with CAC and, you know, started reading of books then okay. at, the, at okay. this time at this era now in 2010 uh entrepreneurship was now a big deal i mean facebook had already broken even yeah, yeah. so it was a big deal so i mean all of us wanted to join that um uh, avenue to see the possibilities you could yield uh, okay uh looking back now what is something you think in your opinion you would that if you had focused on it have made a lot of difference like your um, success story now would be like more uh, better. The results would be like phenomenal than what yeah. it is now. Absolutely, there is nothing uh, I I I look back and I think I feel I didn't do right. Okay. Uh, okay. Other than the fact that I have grown to also realize, oh, some of those things I did, I was only a young man. I mean, so if there's anything, it could be that I I should have been I should have studied emotional intelligence mm -hmm. earlier than I did. Uh, uh, there were situations, uh, businesses, opportunities that I've, I look back and I'm like, oh, I didn't manage that customer properly. Mm -hmm. uh, that customer had a lot of issues, but I was also young. Uh, uh, you know, uh, now I could walk out of a meeting diplomatically uh, mm -hmm. and without telling you, yeah. without, without busting out, you know. But back in the days, you know, the typical gig, you, 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 something is not okay for you, you do not write by you, or people, you feel someone is talking to you in a condescending matter, manner, you, you react immediately like, no, 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 I'm my own boss. So mm -hmm. I think apart from such uh, one or two blemishes, I totally don't think I should have given more than I have given because I think I have given a lot in, into my career. Um, it, I've given it a hundred and ten percent of me, you know. There's no thing, there's no stone I didn't turn. I, I have persisted. Uh, the, the the success stories of today was the result of hard work. And anyone who has known me over years knows that yes, even at the face of challenges, the face of economic meltdown, the 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 face of responsibilities uh, and demands rising. I kept on believing that I was continuously going to be an entrepreneur, and I was okay. running my company, and I was going, I was going to um, go go ahead, and I believed it was going to get the, to see the light of the day. Okay. And then somewhere down, it was again clear that collaboration was the future for, mm -hmm. for entrepreneurs, especially when you operate in a place like Nigeria and Africa, particularly. You realize it's not uh, like the U.S. where you find uh, a, a, a venture capitals or angel yeah, investors. Yeah. Uh, but I've never been one who looks at who looks for venture capital, uh, and I don't look for angel investors uh, because I, the, 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 there's a saying that uh, there is no free lunch even in Freetown. Yeah, you know. So uh, I've always believed in that because be, be, before before tech. I mean, I come from a family that is quite uh, deep-rooted in businesses. Okay. So uh, I kind of understood early that it, you don't want, I don't want to take anyone's money. 
I don't want I don't want to take a loan from a bank. I don't want to take investors money um regardless of what it is. But I knew collaboration there was a way I just wanted to forge my own collaboration, which is what I've eventually done now. Mm-hmm. I've got collaboration with so many companies. That's the way I now uh, say, okay, I, 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 I consider myself a serial entrepreneur because I have partnerships that have gone beyond the programming solutions. So uh, I've got partnerships with other technology companies, other uh, service providers who want to conquer Africa. Some are Nigerians, indigenous, but they also want to collaborate so there's there's a, what i call it a, a trade barbada mm-hmm. i i bring in my technology experience and my technical skills and then you come in with maybe your commercial knowledge of a particular industry and so we we agree we do jvs okay. agreements yeah. okay um the partnerships collaborations that is a big thing it's yeah. a big thing for entrepreneurs and businesses even in nigeria mm-hmm. the world over yeah uh, what are some things you look out for before getting into a partnership uh do you like say you want to do something before you get vendors or partners what are some key things you look out for there is no recipe for the key things to look out for okay i, I think that it's just like with everything in my life, uh, people you meet every day, you think you've got chemistry with them, but over time you realize you mm-hmm. have uh, little or no chemistry with them. And that's the same thing with partnership. Somebody could sound great, so a partner could look all good, all energetic, uh, and then halfway down the line, you you realize it's not your kind of uh, partner, you, you, the, the, his rules of engagement don't really align with yours, or your particular rules of engagement or values. I, I mean, uh, I have had to. Ha- I have my values. There are things I don't do, even if I, even though I'm a technologist. Uh, within my my own political or religious inclination, there are businesses I wouldn't sign on. So if I find a partner who is only who is inclined to us that, uh, and then I know that. I've been issue, I make it clear, I don't do certain kind of business. The programming will never take certain type of project. A project that is that is insensitive to gender, project that is insensitive to moral or societal values. Mm-hmm. These are not things that we're interested in. So if the, and then so when we sign an agreement or legal MOUs or JVs, it's always clear. The exit uh, okay. clauses are always there how to terminate. So if it's if down the line I realize this is not the partner I thought he is or, or was or, or would be, I'm able to say cut it off. And the same way it goes to the the hope of the other partner too. If somewhere along the line he doesn't like how I operate or how we operate, he cuts it off. And it has also sink down to it sinks down to my uh, relationship with clients, relationship with client, team members, colleagues, staff. Mm. I, I always say, you know, there's no way I could see you and know you do you do right by us. Mm-hmm. But we could start working even as a team member and I realize you're not a team player or the kind of team player for us. So I'm not shy to cut off a relationship when I realize it totally is not yielding uh, a win-win for everybody involved. Uh, that's, I think that's, okay. that's, that's, yeah. that's how yeah. I've navigated that one. Because... Uh, some people would say, okay, I, I want to see some past projects the person has worked on, some, some, some successes the person has had, the partner has had. But it's cool that you would uh, give benefit of the doubt to even, okay, go into agreements first then. If they, then there will be exit clauses and... and no, and the, you, you, the thing is you don't just come 
to anybody and say i want to be a partner or we should partner you got to bring something on board the whole essence of collaboration is that somebody is bringing someone something on board that you are also bringing something on board so if i'm bringing a to the table you should be bringing b to the table okay. so if you're not bringing b to the table then there is no basis to, to partner <laughs> so the partnership is, is is about you do our due diligence you, you check your antecedents we check you check ours you know, it depends on the scope of what we are discussing. Okay. You know, uh, there are partnerships that are mainly non-technical persons or non-technical companies. You know, so absolutely, you must uh, have it. Uh, yeah, it has to be or something on the table. Yeah. Okay, okay, awesome. Uh, be, 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 let's uh, before we go further, okay. let's do something a little fun, and okay. then we will come back. Okay. Uh, if someone comes to you and says, "You can make a wish and get one superpower." What's one superpower you would want to get? <laughs> superpower. <laughs> I guess it would be to be a graphic designer. <laughs> it's a superpower. Yeah, I think that. I think I, I, I think that I, I would love to be very artistic. Okay. More okay. artistic. Yeah. Mm, that's awesome. That's yeah. cool. I, I never knew that uh, someone could be that. But it's awesome. It's awesome. Um, let, let's do a user-submitted question okay. before we um, take the next one. Okay. And this question is coming from Malik. He is um, a member of GDG Media. Okay. He, he said um, he would want to know um, what is um, a what fear you had initially when you were starting and how were you able to conquer it? Was, like he, sa he said, what was your biggest fear when you got started and how did you conquer it? I think there are a lot of there are elements. Uh, was I scared? I wasn't scared because I had support. I had family support. You know, I I I'm not gonna say I I I I had support. I wouldn't say that. Um, uh, I remember my my company was registered. The money for registration was given to me by my brother. So I'm not gonna do the Donald Trump stunt and tell him, <laughs> oh my father gave me a small money, a million dollar. No, 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 no. But uh, absolutely, uh, the part would I, I have tried was because I got support. And I say it now that if I were the first first child in my family, I wouldn't have made the decisions I have had to make or that I've had to to be to be where I am. So, but there was no fear as to the delivery because I knew very much I was doing my job. I was thorough. I was meticulous. I was working hard. Uh, I don't. I don't take. I don't promise what I don't know how to do. Mm. You know, and I read a lot of materials. You know about entrepreneurship. Books from Seth Godin. Books from uh, D, uh, DHH. David Hennemar Hansen. He's uh, one of the founders of uh, the Rails framework. Or, you know, mm. so. I read a lot of materials from them, so there was really no fear, particularly. Mm -hmm. The biggest thing, the biggest challenge was more around marketing. Okay. Knowing how to market, knowing how to find your, your niche, you know, and getting that, getting the customers to be ready to make commitment. Okay. You know, so those are, I, I focused more on that than the fear of... Okay, so uh, did you get... Um... Did you uh, go for trainings for that aspect, or did no, you? I read hire a lot someone? of materials. No, I read a lot of materials, uh, okay. and eventually, I think uh, the the era of MOOCs uh, driven kind of schools like Coursera, okay, like yeah, Udemy. Yeah. So those ones also came out here, came in handy. And then I, I keep reading. You know, I I have never been. I think that even before tech, 
I was in it. I was a reader. Okay. I thought I was going to be an, a writer or a poet. Wow. So, so it, the player was always there. So he, I always knew that the the thing hidden from the African man is hidden inside a book. So yeah. I, I so I I always tried to read materials. So awesome. it was easy for awesome. me. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, be, before we go to the next question, you mentioned something in passing that you didn't promise what you knew you could not deliver. That that's a big thing for a lot of creative people. Yeah. Like sometimes they either overpromise and under deliver, or they overpromise and don't even deliver again, and their phones go off. Or uh, what, uh, what would you say to someone just starting uh, for with regards to client client management and um, working with teams? Yeah, I would say to anybody starting. And I've always said this, you gotta be consistent. Mm -hmm. You have to be consistent. Usually the first 12 months, nobody's gonna take you serious. The first 24 months, nobody's gonna take you serious because mm -hmm. I mean, small businesses die every day. So no one wants to commit, No, especially the big customers, the big companies, they don't wanna commit to a, a startup that is not likely gonna see the end of time, you know? so. Consistency is what will make you stand out. Knowing that these people are here, this company is here, the startup is here doing this thing over time will get people to notice you. So importantly, I, I remain consistent. And I will tell anybody starting, don't start if you know you're not going to be consistent. Hmm, I have true. never switched off my phone. I have never, I, I think that I have a very good flair for people management and customer relationship. So I have always, being available and accessible hmm. to customers to, to tell them why a particular feature or particular project is not so delivered yeah. at the time. But hmm. we always worked around it. I think one thing I learned early is that you need to stick to the terms of reference, the job description. If I tell you to build A, B, Z, you should do A, B, and Z. Don't go and put a C before Z. Hmm. Most developers and creatives tend to put a C and miss the A and B. True, you know, True. and I, I think that uh, I mean, luckily for me, most of our clients have been multinationals, uh, mm -hmm. so it, it is easy for it was easy to realize that multinationals pay by milestones. Mm -hmm. They pay by the deliverables. So if the deliverable says X Y Z, and you come with your invoice, they say no, I can't see X Y. Wow. What exactly is X Y? Because we specified X Y. So I had to learn that, but importantly, be consistent. True. True, true, awesome, awesome. Let's take um another user submitted question. Okay. This one is coming from Mohammed Akore Day. Uh, he said that is it possible for me to be proficient in Java, Python, Kotlin, Ruby, and that in two years, coupled with the workload? He's a student of being a student. His goal is to become an expert mobile app developer, iOS and Android. It is very possible. It is very possible. Uh, I I wasn't as good as I as I eventually put, uh, became when I was in the university. Uh, but what I did was in my service year, NYC year, I figured out I I got a company that that really needed a, a developer. Okay. So uh, so they they requested from me. So in exchange, I just do the IT stuff, but I focus in that one year to become good. You can absolutely be a Java guy. I was a C sharp guy until I joined WeCode, and one of uh, one of co-conveners of WeCode also uh, was one of the people who 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 told me, look, you gotta do this because most of the opportunities that are coming my way, you know, are Java oriented. So 
And I was like, yeah, actually, funny thing is, most of the opportunities or some of the gigs that are very interesting or juicy for me yeah. are Java, require, they require Java, that element of Java in it. So I have to learn and code with, with Java. When I say learn and code in Java, I mean, when you do C language, you practically have an idea of what Java looks like. But the, the key thing is being able to deliver projects with Java, you know, having to learn uh, the, an enterprise framework or go to JEE, native JEE and all that. So I had to learn uh, the Apache, uh, sorry, the Spring Boot, you know, Spring Boot, Spring MVC basically, Spring Framework for Java. And I did that I under two months, you know. But again, know that I had already. I had a background of C-oriented language. Okay, I had okay. I, I was using C sharp and ASP.NET very professional at the professional level delivering projects. So it was easy for me in two months. So yes, two years is a long, long time. He didn't just mention Java. He said Java Python. Kotlin, Kotlin is a Java. Ruby. Yes, Kotlin is a Java. It runs on the JVM. Oh, okay. So it's a Java oriented language. So so if you know Java, it's easy for you to to learn Kotlin. You know, um, it's also not as difficult you know as some other varieties of uh, java inspired languages and then he said he mentioned another programming language yeah he Flutter said python. yeah he mentioned Flutter yeah too. python python is pretty easy python is the easiest of all okay. you don't okay. if you know java it's very easy for you to understand python okay. you know so python is the easiest of them all uh, ruby i don't know why you want to do ruby i would say um i would replace ruby with elixir for okay. you today okay uh, because i have used ruby on rails actively for two years and delivering an enterprise project with it and so for me i have seen some of the pros and cons of that okay. technology okay. you know um, and again I, I would say to that chap don't focus on the buzzwords don't focus on the hype okay okay take one get to know it thoroughly and then you could take take it off from there okay. you could you could become you could advance but two years is a long time enough for you to learn and nothing is impossible if you put your mind to it oh okay awesome yeah. awesome uh what are some gaps have you what what are some gaps you've noticed uh, with uh the tech ecosystem in nigeria and um the realities on ground because there are a lot of things that, that are supposed to be but um either developers are not doing that or entrepreneurs are not rendering services for that what are some gaps you think if developers and entrepreneurs start leveraging on that, we would all be better for it. I, I think one of the challenges I've seen in that regard is that a lot of us are doing the Me Too syndrome. Mm. We, we're cloning each other, we're cloning ideas, we're cloning okay. each other's. There's nothing wrong, you know, okay. um, like Peter Thiel, the writer, the author of um, Zero to One, sees there is a, there's zero to one, there is one to N. So if you are going from one to end, you are cloning. There's nothing wrong, but try and be different, and then try and there is a way you 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 do things with the lean principles, lean startup principles okay. that makes you narrow down and focus on a product uh, feature or an MVP to test your market. So I think that the, the I see a lot of people starting out and they think and uh, they think that knowing having the skill and starting to start, start, uh, running a company or starting up on your own is all it requires no there is a uh, there is just a 30 percent element of technicalities or mm -hmm. technical skill required to be to, to operate a business to profitability because 
I always say to people, I, I mean, beyond the buzzword, I want to know how much you've earned with your skill. Because not until you've earned money, not until people are paying you, something you, you, you could not say, it's not about being successful now, it's about being fluid with income, you know, mm-hmm. being in demand. So of what use is you is it that you're doing something but you're not making money out of it? You've made you've not made twenty grand out of it. Heck, maybe in six months you're making twenty grand, and then you you think that that is the way. You then uh, I think that people need to understand that one thing they don't tell you about entrepreneurship and startup or starting. Everybody tells you start your company. There is an element of business skills that is required. Sure. There is an element of people skill that is required. So a lot of people tend to start out and want to do it all on their own. Hmm. And then this becomes a challenge. There is an element of marketing that is required. So you need to know your strengths and weaknesses, evaluate them before you start out. So when you start out, you know what you are replacing or what you are filling in. Hmm. What gaps you are going to be filling in as you start out and as you grow. So I think that this, this, this is the major thing. Most people who are in technology or in this industry, they have no knowledge of the numbers. They have no knowledge of businesses. They do not have an idea how to plan. They don't know how much they are earning a year. They don't know how much they need to earn a year mm. to sustain adulthood. True. So they just go into businesses and, of course, they, they keep doing it. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. A lot of startups, are, 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 I think in the past year or so, have even... They are left Nigeria. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Let's use the word they left Nigeria. Yes. But, but uh, we believe that we will learn from their mistakes and yeah. not repeat such, such. Yes. Okay. Uh, we would want to do a segment called Demystifying the Myths. Okay. There are a lot of myths uh, regarding developing or being a en- software engineer or running a startup. Uh, just pick a myth you've noticed with, with regards to being either a developer or with being an entrepreneur. People think that the myth I think people think that the entrepreneur's role is easy. Mm-hmm. As a result, they jump on that wagon. And then they are not ready to take to do what it takes. And they look for shortcuts. Mm-hmm. Technology is profitable. Technology yeah. is attractive. But to, to do what it takes, you need to put in extra work. Yeah. You need to do a lot of work. And to, you need to have an open mind to learning. And you need to to, 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 to learn to fail very fast. Yeah. Quick, be, able to, uh, be able to laugh at yourself and say, hey, man, what was I thinking when I was doing this? <laughs> I mean, uh, this, is, uh, this, is, this was foolish. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I think that the myth that think people that, that is also there is people think that I need to have to know someone to start hmm. start out no you really don't need to know someone but you need to to be to, to, to prepare yourself because you should always know there is the either principle attention hmm. interest desire and action okay. in every meeting where you meet persons or you seek with customers or potential investors you need to get you know you are getting their attention and their attention span is short so you need to raise their interests stimulate their interest in what you are offering then you need to raise that desire Mm -hmm. to act okay 
I told you, but that's either person, attention, interest, desire, desire and action. action. Okay. Okay. So you, you need to get their interest and you need to let them, you, you may quickly run that interest to the, convert that to desire and okay. then make them take action. Because absolutely until they are taking action, you're out of business. Yeah, true. So, and the whole essence of being in business is to be profitable. Yeah. You know, and then nobody, another myth is that people think because I failed at one thing, I'm going to fail. So I give up. Mm-hmm. So because it's not working, I mean, uh, this is about... Uh, maybe uh, my 10th year doing this and or more but it was rough they were rough patches they yeah. were uncertain times they were tough times especially for growing into adulthood and never having all the answers in the beginning you know i, I mean i i, I in the, my first two three years i didn't know i had to be looking out for or watching out for the numbers i do annually i, I didn't have to i didn't know that it's important that i look at I need to match my financial needs to my pricing. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. You know, so so, uh, so I was just floating. And of course, there are consequences for every action. Yeah, yeah. Ignorance is not an excuse. So I paid dearly for that. And during that period, there were times when people were like, so why don't you just take your certificate and go get a job? At some point, I was saying, no, if, if I had to work this hard, Mm. and then turn back, then I shouldn't have even started in the beginning. So people should know that they must be ready to walk the talk. You don't just come and tell me you're an entrepreneur and then two years down to the drain, you say, man, forget that stories. You need to walk, be willing to walk the talk. Mm. So there is work to be done. So this if you want to start, you should count the cost first. Yes, count you should the be, yeah, be ready, be really ready. Ask yourself, what are you going to do when you don't have money? Mm. What do you think you will do when you're sick? Mm. Uh, what do you think you will do when a client has asked you to come for a meeting and you cannot, you don't have fuel money for your car or you cannot afford a taxi? Are you, what kind of person are you really? Are you the kind of person that will look for an answer or a solution or are you just going to chicken out? Mm. This will determine how you react to situations. Awesome, awesome. Uh, I, I really appreciate your time. I really, really do appreciate your time. Two more things before we let you go. No uh, how, how can our audience get in touch with you, say, maybe a prospective client or someone that wants to send a message? Say, hey, boss, okay. I, I, I'm having this challenge. What was the best way to get to you? I think that uh, even with record, we've always maintained that uh, the channels to reach me or any of the, co- the committee members is very open. You can reach me on Twitter, Hakim Hal, H-A-K-E-E-M-H-A-L. You can find me on Facebook, uh, on Facebook. Yes, you can find me on Telegram. You could find me on Instagram as Abdul Hakim Hotoro. And then for those who have my phone numbers, they could also oh, reach me. Okay. You know, so um, I'm open. I, I think I think I, I totally am committed to community development. So I have made myself available to profile the little things I know. You know, yeah. awesome, awesome. Uh, if you would recommend a guest for us, who, who will be someone you want us to interview on this podcast? There's just so many people you need to you need to sit <laughs> with. There are so many people you need to sit with. Okay, um, I'm in my notes. Um, I, I right now I might I might end up not remembering the, the everyone, okay, but okay. I'm gonna try. Uh, uh, you need to sit with Shaibwa Febwa. Okay, sure. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, 
Do you need to talk to Omosigo? Ozo. Uh, Ozo. 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 Okay. Yes. Okay. Then uh, uh, I'm, I'm trying to look around the entrepreneurs, you know, I know in the system. Uh, uh, there's uh, Arubi Egbe. Arubi Egbe too. Very experienced in the industry. Okay. There is Kabir Idris, but right. Kabir Idris is not in the country at the minute. So. Oh wow! I think right. he's in Kenya. Also, too, is based in the UK, but I'm sure also, I'm sure they ignore. But you can reach any of them since it's yeah, a podcast. Skype, you, yeah, yeah, Skype also, also. Yes, yes. Awesome. Okay, so we'll get in touch with them. Uh, on on a closing note and final note, uh, we want you to advise two sets of three sets of people. Sorry, the, the first people will be beginners in the industry. That's their techies, their developers. First set of people. Then the second set of people, they are like um, intermediate developers. Then the third set of people are entrepreneurs. Like on a closing note, your word of advice. My advice to them is, as you start out, believe in yourself. Try to, to go deeper. There's a lot of technical depth that newbies, intermediates, and entrepreneurs tend, tend to skip. These things will bite you in the long run. Mm-hmm. So you need to do the bear the pains of knowing about them, learning about them, studying about the advanced things. So make to make sure that you hone your skill, you know, into technical depths. Okay. Then you should also avoid cybercrime. Mm-hmm. In the line between entrepreneurship and conversion or technical uh, skills. And then su- swinging into crime is very thin. Mm-hmm. You get so good, you get so powerful, you realize you could actually command so much, and then you could switch over from being ethical to unethical. Okay. Stay within ethics, okay. and then stay consistent. Don't lie to yourself, and don't compete with each other. Mm-hmm. Don't compete with others. Everyone has his time. Everything will will yield. At its own time, absolutely, mm. do not do not malign others mm. to get profitability. Don't kick screw others. It is hard to do. These things are very hard. Yeah. Yeah. There will be opportunities that you that will come to you. You will not even know you are screwing another man. Mm. You will know you are maligning another a competition. But the watchword is to be emotionally intelligent enough to clearly understand what is being asked of you and try as much as possible not to malign another professional because in the course of any livelihood you shouldn't cost another man's job mm-hmm. yeah i think this would be my oh, okay words for the wow rest. thank you so much sir i really do appreciate your thank time you. thank I, you Bright. i'm really really grateful thank, thank you really so much right thank you for this for your time and patience i know you had to do a lot you had to come twice uh, it was tough to to sit down i'm so Whoa. sorry yeah. it's an honor for me sir thank I'm you really so grateful. much grateful to our audience out there i've picked a ton a lot of actionable content i trust you've done the same too remember to go out and act on all these things that's the only way it gets better that's the only way to make progress my name is Brighton Maker. I will see you next week.